Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, on this Thursday morning. We have got a lot to cover here on the show, including the Atlanta Hawks having a three-game skid as they dropped one last night to the Charlotte Hornets. They'll play the Hornets once again this Saturday. The University of Georgia loses a heartbreaker to LSU in overtime. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs this weekend. And does Ohio State have a shot at beating Alabama in the national championship on Monday? Well, it just wasn't the Hawks' night. Trey Young had a cold night shooting as he had a season-low seven points. He didn't really take a whole lot of shots, two of nine from the field. And the Atlanta Hawks, even though they took the lead in the fourth quarter, they dropped one to the Charlotte Hornets, 102-94. The Hornets were led by Gordon Hayward as he scored 44 points. The Hawks just don't have any depth right now. Most of their key players from the bench are injured. Rajon Rondo is going to miss two more games. Boganovich actually came out of the game because of injury. Danilo Gallinari is injured. Chris Dunn is going to be out for a while. Right now, the Hawks are not an elite team in the Eastern Conference. They look more like a borderline playoff team. And right now at 4-4, four and four, they are on the outskirts looking in. Because you got some hot teams in the Eastern Conference that are making their way up the standings. The Boston Celtics get a big win over the Heat. The Milwaukee Bucks are creeping up. And how about the New York Knicks? Surprisingly, at 5-3, and three, head coach Tom Thibodeau has got that team playing hard. That's one thing he's always known for. One thing he's known for is working hard defensively. I was impressed by the Hawks coming back in the game in the fourth quarter. John Collins had 23 points, 11 rebounds. DeAndre Hunter, he's become a very consistent player. Scored 17. I'm so disappointed with Cam Reddish. 3 of 15 shooting, only 8 points. He may not be the answer. They need to take him out of the starting lineup. He needs to be on the bench because he is not the superstar that the Hawks thought they were going to get. I honestly think if Cam Reddish was going to be a superstar, then they would have won that Trey Young, Luka Doncic trade, but it's turning out he could possibly be a bust. DeAndre Hunter is starting to improve, though I like to see what he has done. Clint Capella, he is their rim protector that they need. He had 19 rebounds and scored seven points, but Trey Young, he's got to get his act together. That was just an awful night by Trey Young. He was ice cold. I don't know if it's not wanting to take shots or the defense by the Hornets. Because LaMelo Ball, remember, he he is 
the defensive specialist point guard. You have LaMelo Ball and Devontae Graham that probably was trapped all night. When you are a talented shooter, sometimes you'll have some cold nights. And that's probably what happened with Trey Young. Looking at the NBA, we did have a lot of action last night. The Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Wizards despite Bradley Beal scoring 60 points. The Sixers are 7-1. They are the best team in the Eastern Conference. And the Washington Wizards, that experiment with Russell Westbrook, it's not looking like it's working out. He did score 20 points, but Bradley Beal was the story. Beal scoring 60 points. He did take 35 shots. That's not going to get the job done when you're taking on an elite team in the Eastern Conference. The Magic looked pretty good. They're 6-2. and two. However, they lost Markel Fultz for the season as he suffered a serious knee injury. Another team I'm really impressed with is the Indiana Pacers. So you got a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that are looking pretty good. Malcolm Brogdon had 35 points. But the story is that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, the two teams that represented the two teams that were the top teams in the Eastern Conference last year are starting to make their come up. The Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Pistons 130 to 115. They're now five and three. The Boston Celtics defeated the Miami Heat. They're six and three. The Heat at three and four has been a disappointing story in the Eastern Conference this year. Hopefully they can turn it around. Another disappointing story in the Eastern Conference is the Toronto Raptors. They lose to the Phoenix Suns 123 to 115. They're now one and six. Phoenix is six and two. Is Phoenix a serious contender in the Western Conference? Can Chris Paul get them over the hump and possibly go deep into the playoffs? Of course, the Clippers defeat the Golden State Warriors 108 to 101. Steph Curry had a cold night shooting. After scoring 62 and then 30 the other night, he only scored 13, had 5 of 17 from the field. The story was Eric Paschel as he scored 19 points. And they got to get Draymond Green involved in the offense. This Warriors team is just much better when everybody works together. Head coach Steve Kerr just gets the ball movement going they're gonna have to find ways i still think the warriors are a borderline playoff team and another borderline playoff team i think that the sacramento kings at four and four the sacramento kings defeated the chicago bulls despite 36 from colby white and the bulls are four and five i'm very impressed with therese halliburton he scored 17 points off the bench buddy healed had a cold night shooting three of 15 with 10 points man adam what is up with all these prolific shooters having cold nights it it just doesn't make any sense but how about the new york knicks five and three on the season they defeated the utah jazz head coach tom thibodeau has got that team playing julius randall had 30 points they have rj barrett he's a great shooter so what is it about these new york knicks has got head coach tom thibodeau having them play hard they play hard every night they play hard every night Alfred Payton, he scores 22 points, and Austin Rivers scores 23 points off the bench. It's all about depth. They didn't have their talented rookie, Obi Toppin, in the lineup, but the New York Knicks, if they continue this consistent play, it's a possible chance that they could get into the playoffs. They have been a laughing stock for a decade. I remember going to see the New York Knicks when head coach Isaiah Thomas coached them back in 2006, and they were an absolute joke. 
Isaiah Thomas, stacked shooting guards. They had Steve Francis. They had Stephon Marbury. They had Jamal Crawford. They had Quinton Richardson. They had about five shooting guards, and they were deep with the shooting guards. And head coach Isaiah, and Isaiah Thomas was a disaster of a head coach. They got a little bit of stability when Jason Kidd was their point guard, and they did make the postseason with Carmelo Anthony. And who could forget? Who can't forget about Lynn Sanity? That was a very fun time in the Knicks organization. I'd like to see the Knicks make the playoffs. They have a huge fan base, and they've been a joke of a franchise. Mainly it's because of their owner, but I think that he got this right. They got a new GM and head coach Tom Thibodeau. His teams always play hard, and he could be the coach that could turn things around for New York. We had some action last night in college basketball, including number nine, Tennessee, defeating Arkansas 79 to 74. Baylor, ranked number two, defeats Oklahoma 76 to 71. In the SEC, the University of Georgia loses another game in conference play as they lose to LSU 94 to 92 in overtime. Georgia started off hot. They were 7-0, and they have dropped two straight. They will take on Arkansas this weekend, and that game will be on the SEC Network. Arkansas at 9-2. I do miss those days when Arkansas was great, when they won a national title in 1994, led by head coach Nolan Richardson. That was one of my favorite teams, the team that had Scotty Thurman, Corliss Williamson, they had such a great team, and that's one thing I miss is when I was a kid, I loved college basketball. College basketball was great in the early 90s with UNLV, the Fab Five, Arkansas, Georgetown. I had some of the teams that I rooted for. I didn't like Duke. I mean, who? if you weren't a, if you didn't go to Duke and if you weren't a hardcore Duke fan, you hated Duke. I mean that you hated Kentucky. I mean, it was, it was like that. I kind of did not like North Carolina either, but college basketball was great in the late eighties and early nineties. And mainly the reason was that the players stayed in school. Even though you had the Fab Five, in 1992, you had five freshmen play for the University of Michigan. Even Chris Weber and Jawan Howard and Jalen Rose, they stayed in school for a couple of years. Weber left after his sophomore year. You had Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, they stayed for three more years. And so they were around, and I, I just love the Fab Five. I wish they would have won a title. Of course, their two appearances in the championship game in 1992 and 1993 were vacated because of some booster problems. Of course, Chris Weber will be forever known for taking that timeout, which Michigan didn't have. And then Arkansas wins the title in 1994. A great team. The Arkansas Razorbacks, they fought hard on the defensive side. Nolan Richardson, a great head coach. And then they made it all the way to the championship game in 1995, and then North Carolina beat them. We had great teams, and I'm from California, and we rooted for the Cal Bears. In 1993, they upset Duke in the NCAA tournament. They had Jason Kidd, their point guard. Their small four was Lamont Murray, and the head coach was Todd Bozeman. Very good times in college basketball. Of course, Stanford making it to the Final Four in 1998, and Steve Nash played for Santa Clara. Great times. College basketball is not going to be the same because of the talent going straight to the NBA, and we may go back to 
NBA players. We may go back to high school players going straight to the NBA. All right, does Ohio State have a shot against Alabama this Monday? The national championship game will be a rematch of the 2014 college football semifinal where Alabama took on Ohio State. Ohio State eventually won the national title with a third-string quarterback, Cardell Jones. Alabama's quarterback was Blake Sims. Remember, that was the first year Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator, and Ohio State dominated from start to finish. Ohio State does have the talent to stay with Alabama, but they have to outscore Alabama because this offense is on a roll. Can Justin Fields have the magic he had in the semifinal game against Clemson? And that will be the story. I've seen one player take over a national championship before. In the 2006 national championship game, the University of Texas taking on USC. During that time, USC was unstoppable. They were getting ready to win their third straight national title. And Vince Young took over the game. Can Justin Fields do that? That 2006 National Championship game was one of the greatest games I ever saw in my lifetime. And hopefully we get that same result. And the world of sports needs it right now. We need an exciting National Championship. I feel this National Championship game will have better ratings than the previous ones because you have two different, you have two powerhouses in college football from two different regions of the country. I know Alabama and Clemson has always been intriguing and exciting, but you have two Southern schools you don't have eyeballs from the entire country watching this game. And so Alabama and Ohio State is going to be a very good game. And it will have a lot of good ratings. And it will have good ratings. And I think that we will have what we deserve as sports fans for college football. All right. I was going to get on and talk about Columbus State. They should have played Augusta University last night. However, that game was canceled because Augusta University had some outbreaks of COVID, and so that game was postponed. Columbus State will take on UNC Pembroke this Saturday, and looking forward to that. This Saturday is going to be a great weekend of sports. We have a triple header of NFL playoffs on Saturday and Sunday. You have the Colts and the Bills. You have the Rams and the Seahawks. You have Tampa Bay going up against the Washington football team. And on Sunday, you have the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans followed by the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. And then the primetime game will be the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It looks like the Cleveland Browns are on schedule to play that game. They had a COVID outbreak and they have no positive tests. They had a COVID outbreak and no positive tests. So things are looking pretty good. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Everybody, stay safe out there, and let's have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.